Welcome to The Stack, a weekly podcast where we discuss the latest in the world of marketing, sales, and tech so that you can cut through all the noise and know which developments you should be paying attention to. Today is Thursday, November 21st. We got it right this week. Good job, guys. <laughs> Today is Wednesday. <laughs> is it Wednesday? <laughs> you still oh, screwed it up? So close. My God. Okay, okay. It's Wednesday. It's oh. the day before Thanksgiving, and um, we're uh, not eating turkey yet. Damn. We are drinking the eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sean Henry. I'm here with Ryan Sylvester and Tim Staberski, who I always want to call Timbo on the on the podcast. That's fine. My college days would appreciate it. Mm. <laughs> All right. So each week we go through some interesting stories that caught our attention. Stories, news, developments, whatever it might be. And uh, what do we have first, Ryan? This week, uh, LinkedIn caught my eye. Uh, yeah. The title of this article is LinkedIn launches its own Snapchat stories. Here's why it shouldn't have. <laughs> okay. Um, so LinkedIn confirms TechCrunch, oh, this is, by the way, from TechCrunch, that it plans to build stories for more sets of users. But first, it's launching student voices for the university students in the United States. The feature appears atop the LinkedIn home screen and sets students post short stories to the, cam- uh, the campus playlist. Here's the most important part. The videos, no photos are allowed, disappear from the playlist after a week. So unlike Snapchat. Well, they last a little bit longer. Right, they last a little bit longer. While staying permanently visible on the user's own profile in the recent activity section. I mean, it's interesting. I I also wonder, (laughs) I don't know, the value is kind of questionable. But from like a, a, a university perspective, I could see it being... Interesting. Like, do you guys create stories? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. On really, um, I, 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 yes, you create them on Snapchat. Yeah, you do with the funny faces. Yeah, I mean, I just do stupid stuff on Snapchat. So they're they're. If you want to be creeped out, (laughs) yeah. If you want to be creeped out, go to Snapchat and follow at Tenderkrupas or however you do. I don't even know what. Their goal (laughs) is to get students to share their academic experience experiences, like internships, career fairs, and class projects. As a recent college grad, I would never share that stuff. Not because I don't want other people to know. It's just because I'm not going to post it on LinkedIn. I don't know. Well, I imagine there's there's some way to recruit students to to do that for you. Probably. Yeah. I'm actually like questioning my former statement about not seeing the value to it. Like, I don't know if if you can if you can create a story on your LinkedIn profile and have it be really engaging, really showcase your personality. That's like a first sort of a first step in the interview process. Like if if, if there's an employer okay, who's, who's filtering point. through the cl- their uh, their applicants and they land on five people without anything, and then they land on you and you're really engaging and you're really like you you have this personality that they think works for their team. That could be um, something that sets you apart. Well, I don't know. May, I don't think it's something that you should do, Tim, because I well, employers. Well, Sean would have known how crazy and. Yeah, no, that wouldn't have been good for me. So I'm trying to think like, okay, if, if I'm trying to decide if it's a good idea for universities to embrace this, I'd say, yeah, why not? So the universities I could see, I could see from like an engagement perspective. Don't hire somebody to be your Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook stories guru, because there'll be something new and shinier in 12 months. But yeah, check it out while it's there. What else we got, guys? <laughs> Second one headline is Facebook filed a patent to predict your household's demographics based on family photos. Ooh. Just all kinds of racial profiling now, going on there. Well, and, and this is, so 
in my head, like as soon as I read the headline, I said to myself, how much information do they need? So I did something I never do and I Googled my name. Turns out there is cell phone information, my address, my family members already on the web. So you tell me, like, do, do they already have it? Does Facebook really need to do it? Like, is there, there's probably already ways to get this information. And like Sean says all the time, they're already in our house. They're already tracking us. Should we care? So I don't like it. What, I what, don't like it either, but it's... What can a marketer do based off this? Should they? Shouldn't they? Is it... Did, have in the, I don't know how deep you dug into this, but in the patent, did they uh, outline use cases for... Yeah, so it's... it's, it's I mean, kind of. So ba- the overarching idea is they want to be able to have more targeted advertising for an entire household. So targeting everyone from mom to son and daughter that kind of thing. I don't know if it's really something that a marketer could well, so the, get their hands on. I there, don't know. Yeah, there's a there's a paragraph in here that says, according to the patents application, Facebook's prediction models would also analyze messaging history, post tagging history, and web browsing history to um, allow for more targeted messaging. Right, and they they of say ads. That, uh, right, yeah. so and they and they use this, but messaging history past tagging history. So they're using those things to identify certain people within the household. But yeah. I mean, they're already looking through that yeah. stuff. So I, I think this is just, a, I don't think this is something that marketers would have. Act, I think, I think this is something that's going to be built into the Facebook ads. Right. That's, that's, yeah. that's why they're doing it. Yeah. It's like, it's not like the For targeting purposes. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it's something that a, a marketer has to specifically be aware of. I just think it's a, a means of getting more targeted within Facebook ads, like as a part of the game. Interesting. I mean, it, it, I feel I don't, like yeah. it, it comes at a weird time because of Facebook's constant letdowns for everyone. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, I put it, I, it, it caught my eye because I, I just know how, uh, how untrusting the people are becoming of the Facebook. So interesting little tidbit there. Listen to this. In one specific example, the model looked at an image a user posted with two females tagged my boss at home, and another image with a young girl marked my angel. Facebook predicted that there were three people in the household, including the male user and two females, who are likely the male user's wife and daughter. Creepy. I don't Creepy. like it. See, now if Facebook analyzed my photos, they would believe that I live with a redhead and just many, <laughs> many, many children. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said children. I meant cats. <laughs> what? Well, the redhead is Kevin. Right. The redhead is your brother because that's like, I'm in a lot of pictures with Kevin. Yeah. There was an inter- another thing that we should have included in here somewhere, but there was, I, I glanced at the news this week and what was out there. I mean, I was, there were like 50,000 new Facebook scandals, but um, there was something else about uh, Americans trust in social media starting to plummet. Mm. So, I mean, that that's the thing. Like they, the more... We're surrounded by all these connected devices and Facebook-powered things. Um, we've given up all privacy. And so that's... Uh, Are marketers and sales reps going to have new... Um, yep. Uh, Challenges? Competition at the bottom of the trust. <laughs> at the bottom I, of the yeah, trust. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I just... I think there's going to be a backlash on it. So I, I, I'm i just increasingly backlash on it. Backlash. <laughs> backlash against it right so i'm just increasingly um skeptical skeptical i can't talk apparently <laughs> skeptical i'm i'm, I'm, skept- I, I'm skeptical i'm skeptical like two hours of sleep in the past two days yeah. that um 
I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm less worried about, um, staying ahead of the curve with some of these things because I feel like the effectiveness of these ads are, are going to be reduced. You know, it, it is a trust thing. I think more people are going to start to opt out. More people are deleting these apps. So yeah, I don't know. You got to take the high road. That's how I look at it. Rant over. <laughs> <laughs> Off the soapbox. Yeah. Yeah. What else guys? I'll take it. I didn't read it, but I, I saw it firsthand. <laughs> um, unless you really wanted to, Tim. That is, go for it. All right. So Google to let users leave comments on search results. I don't like this it. This is by Matt Southern on Search Engine Journal. Um, and uh, I actually saw this popping up a few different places, but um, and it's only for certain searches today. Which would be um, live sporting games. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see what the, the types of searches were, but I did actually, it's sports, you said? Yeah, so it says, according to the page, users will be able to add comments to sports games while they're live. So it seems like this is kind of a way for them to test, you know, the effectiveness of leaving comments until they roll it out for the rest of the, uh, you know, other searches, I guess. Um, But it kind of begs the question, what does that mean? Like, what is the purpose? What will the purpose be for marketers um, in the future? Always interesting to see Google kind of uh, dabbling in the, the yeah. social space, you know. Yeah. Now, what if Google Plus was just a big experiment to figure out what people don't like about social networks so that they could, they could eventually take them down? I wish we had the uh, explosion. I mean, uh, they tried that. There. <laughs> Maybe they tried that, but not with the purpose of succeeding, for the purpose of learning from it. That's like the lamest excuse for failing ever. <laughs> They've got the money to do it. Yeah, They've that's got true. The money. Just so saying. Like, that's true. The company Facebook that makes is fake pizza like their, ads, you I know, think they have the money. big competitor in many ways. Yeah. So how can they uh, count on Facebook failing and filling the void? Some of the things here is um, comments cannot be left anonymously. You will be able to delete after publishing and everyone else can read everyone else's comment and rank their comment much like Reddit. So this reminded me, I've, I've been looking for it because it was something I sent to um, our group here a, a few weeks ago and I we never talked about it. Um, I stumbled across while on Facebook um, this new Why did you just point feature. at me? I don't <laughs> know why. That. I don't know why. But we stumbled, I stumbled upon this new feature. I think it's in beta because I've never, I've seen it on like two posts and that's it, where you can actually rank comments according to an upvote, downvote kind of system like Reddit mm. on yeah. Facebook. Right. And I don't like it. It. What do you like, Tim? It's, un- well, nothing, but okay. it unnerves me. It's, I don't know. It just seems like a, like something that could be taken advantage of. And you mentioning Google and the Reddit format for the ranking of the comments mm. reminded me of it. Tim's a professional troll, so he wants his troll. I am. Troll. I'm regularly go, I regularly go on the Hartford Currents Facebook page to troll <laughs> the people that I disagree with. So keep an eye out for me there. Yeah. Well, interesting feature. We'll we'll keep an eye on that one. Yep. <laughs> so Neil Patel. Last one. Wanna share seven biggest SEO lessons I learned from a Google employee. So I read this post. A lot of them are straightforward and a lot that we've talked about before. So I outlined a Google employee. Yeah, right. That's so specific. Um so I outlined three. Lesson four of seven. Google ignores most guest post links. And we have kind of I don't know, in the past we've talked about it and kind of talked talked about the validity and authority that a guest post link passes on. And it seems like uh, maybe Zippo, maybe none. Sean, thoughts? I just want to stop right here. Who is the Google employee? 
I don't know. That's pretty vague. What if it's the janitor? That could be true. <laughs> <laughs> it could be true. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that I I'm trust just you, like, Neil Patel. He just keeps saying Google employee. Yeah. I'm highly Google skeptical. Employee. <laughs> Did I get it right that time? Google employee. I'm sorry. Yes. yes. Okay. I'm sorry, Ryan. But um, let's assume this was a reputable Google employee. Mm-hmm. What did he learn? So it said Google commented and said, if you want to build links through guest posts, especially obvious ones that clearly state the article was a guest post, don't expect those links to have much of any impact on your search rankings, says the janitor. <laughs> so, so okay i mean okay i mean yeah the the goal of a guest post is most likely to get a link and if you are just weaving yourself in there i can i can understand google's stance on it i might not agree yeah. but i i get it okay well so i think i think <clears throat> i mean there's so there's no uh, yeah I, it, whether or not you get that link juice which I just feel so dirty what? talking about the link juice um, from a guest post. You, like you want to at least make sure that you're guest posting to a website that you could get some valuable exposure or traffic from. Yeah. So even if you're not getting that increase in domain authority and page authority, you're getting something. Um, otherwise it's a waste of time. Right. Or could be a waste of time. Second lesson that I wanted to outline is that the biggest search opportunity currently lies in YouTube. Here are some stats to back it up. Monthly monthly active users, 1.9 billion. Sean looks skeptical. No, I mean... Daily active users, 30 million, over 30 million. Paying yeah. subscribers, 300,000. Yeah. it's a lot. Yeah, no, YouTube is a huge, huge opportunity. I think you put out a video, you're going to get 10 times the traction you'll get out of blog post today. But I did see a article as I was scanning through this. I didn't include it. I meant, eh, maybe I did in the bottom. But that Google has taken away a lot of video and search results. Maybe Who it's cares? a test. Maybe yeah, not. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm increasingly starting my search on YouTube for certain things. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like anything where that takes like multiple steps to go through, I'd much prefer a video than some lengthy blog post. Mm. It's really weird. Like I, I know I'm just like a freak of nature, but I... I, I would much rather personally just read a step-by-step blog post. Also, let, all right. So I'm also working <laughs> on a computer screen all day. And um, when I get home, I may still want to like learn something new because I, yeah, I like, I like learning. <laughs> um, but I don't want to look at a screen. I don't want to read a book. I want to sit back, put Listen on the TV. Some audio. See, for me. Maybe audio. Yeah. All yeah right. For all me, right. like what, if I'm like doing a step-by-step thing. We're going if, on a side. If I'm anyway, well, go well, ahead. If I'm, if I'm if I'm doing a process, like following a process, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't particularly like video unless it's like really technical and I like I need to follow along with something. I don't personally like video because I'll often have to pause the video and rewind it. Yep. And it's like it's a stupid thing, but it adds seconds to my life. Yeah. It totally. takes away seconds of my life that I don't need. And right. if I was just reading something, you could be trolling people on the hard. I could time. be. I could be trolling so many people. Any other takeaways, Ryan? <laughs> no, see, I, I actually agree with YouTube. Yeah, pay attention to it. I mean, last one is pretty obvious is that we're not going to like the, f- he says we're not going to like the future of SEO. Ah. Ah. It's just going to change. You might not like it, but it's just. What's just SEO? Sorry, Neil Patel. Um, but yeah, just just kind of talking about how he, he talks about his eight-year-old nephew isn't, it, when he's not sure about something, he asks Alexa, which we know voice search is forever growing. So nothing big there. Thanks for nothing, Neil. But- 
Well, I'm just—I'm imagining this entire article in yelling form. All right, folks, it's five o'clock, and I know you want to stay at work going into Thanksgiving. But should we uh, go through a lightning round? Let's do it. All right, cool. Does Kelsey want to contribute? <laughs> so Kelsey is here, who is usually working remotely, and we invited her to participate, but um, she's nervous. I think she hates us. Yep, she probably hates us. Me in particular. Yeah. All right, so the lightning round. Uh, this is where we share some of the headlines we don't have time to. Elaborate on and pontificate and mm, yeah, that's a five dollar word. Yeah, school. I don't know how to say this. <laughs> Squoosh.app. Easily compress images to properly optimize web pages. Hot dog. That thing is awesome. Facebook bug lets websites. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. So if you need to compress images, go use that app. It's like the most painfully, stupidly easy. Oh yeah. Thing you could use, and it, it does a, a fantastic fun job. Too. That's yeah. um, I I didn't I didn't read that. That's something you would do before you upload an image to like WordPress. Yeah, or? so like it's faster than yeah. say like doing this through Photoshop or something. But you know, you've got this great image that somebody emailed you, and they're asking you to put it on the website. Drop it. You literally drag and drop it in. It's going to compress it. You don't even need to bother with any of the settings, and it's still going to look perfect. Can it's I gonna- finally just stop using Photoshop? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, if you are like the number one reason I use Photoshop is to compress images for the web. No, it's fantastic. Uh, Definitely give it a try. Tim's happy. Facebook bug. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I stole it from you. That's fine. You uh, go for it. it. Facebook bug lets websites read likes and interests from users profile. I messed up the spelling. So, (laughs) but um, yeah, basically this, uh, this guy exposed Facebook, um, and they had a, a leaky problem where they could go in and, and see what people are liking and disliking, which was just more targeted advertising. Everybody's going to know I liked the... Uh, Scre- screaming goats. Corn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Snap okay, yeah. Inc. to make camera glasses, which they already do, but they're yeah. going to be... Double like cameras. Version two, yeah. I guess. Double cameras. So if you're a heavy Snapchat user, you're like really excited. Little... Well, um, what, what actually like what do you what do you do with that? So it's supposed to be for like um real like really in the in the moment kind of stuff. Like when when they first launched the the original ones, it was like they were showing demos of people like riding roller coasters and stuff. So it's like through the perspective. It's so sad. I, just, I never I even imagine heard of like the first some foodie ones. like going in and like sipping their soup. And well, yeah, that's the bowl a, and then it comes yeah. <laughs> like I I I don't understand. Like I like Snapchat right. as a fun thing, but I don't see the. <laughs> The purpose. Make sure Google can see lazy loaded. Yeah. Content. So we kind of talked about this on a, a couple episodes ago and how they were talking about coming out with um, guidance on proper lazy loading and they finally did. So we have a link to that. Mm. The last one nine tips for creating a successful Instagram marketing campaign. Sean is cringing. Sean just died a little inside. Yeah. I wish it read nine tips for creating. Um, successful inbound marketing. No, no, no. Well, marketing can <laughs> even inbound successful marketing campaign that also might include Instagram. I don't know. There you have it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Tim, you have something to say? I was going to say happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, Tim happy is going holidays. to be eating turkey necks. Turkey neck. Well, one. Turkey only comes with one neck, Sean. I had to get that on the record. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, I, I will. We will post a picture of my turkey neck with the write up next week. 
I don't want to post that. I don't even oh. know what that like looks like after it comes out of the oven. Oh, like, is like, it, can we is not it, explain it on? No, let's, like wobbly. It'll be. It'll, 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 <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's, it's it's that's the worst word. It's ever. got a texture like jerky. Okay, well, if that I didn't stop you, you from listening to <laughs> the stack, we'd love it if you left this review and tune in next week. We'll be back to our normal. Actually, no. We'll be posting on Wednesday next week. Yeah, that's right. Right. Okay. Nope. All right. We'll tune in. <laughs> okay. Peace out.